How many of you out there decided to coach or volunteer for coaching youth sports? Kids 10 years and younger, 8 years and younger, some 6 and younger, even up to 14 and younger. This is a this is a really important thing to do. And why is it important? You get to coach your kid, your son or daughter, and you get to coach others. And then you appreciate your kids a lot more after you coach other kids. But you get to help them. And if you do it right, you can get them to come back year after year for playing sports. And the way that you do it for youth sports, especially let, let's the, the developmental um, side of this for kids is, is really important. It's important for them to play sports. It's not important for them to win every game. So before everybody thinks that I'm, um, everybody gets a trophy or not competitive, don't teach competitiveness, um, I think it's safe to say that um, age appropriate is, is, is the words that you need to use for this. Yes, in high school sports, um, they should start um, or they should be a lot more competitive. As they get older, you can be a lot more competitive. But it doesn't mean you win at all costs either. There's left and right limits. There's boundaries. There's winning and losing. And the uh, the uh, psychology behind a lot of this is that the best thing for them is to play sports because it teaches them uh, how to win and lose. What do you do? If you're going to coach youth sports, I've never coached before. Um, this is this is a way to get involved in in your community. This is a way to get involved uh, using your citizenship, if um, at the at the very least. For little kids, you just find a constant rotation of playing time and you play them. The hardest part is going to be dealing with the parents who want to win. And you being the coach, you can control a lot of that. You can control some of it. There's going to be parents that disagree and think that every kid should not play every kid should earn their playing time even if they're four years old they can't tie their shoes they can barely wipe their nose but they want them to be a professional player for the kids the hardest part is going to be getting them to kind of be selfish it's going to it's going to be coach soccer right now um i don't like soccer but i coach soccer and i have the kids play because it's what's out there right now at least for the little kids the three-year-old and the five-year-old, it's good for them to get out and to interact with other kids, play, learn how to be, um, learn how to have some, some boundaries and learn how to win and lose, but they're not thinking about winning and losing. The hardest part is going to be getting them to be selfish. It's gonna, the hardest part right now is getting them to just go after the ball and to go score. But they have so much fun running around out there, they're probably going to come back the next year. And I credit that with me not caring about winning or losing. Um, a great hint, if you want to coach out there, is that everything is okay and high fives are strongly encouraged. Just shooting, passing, and dribbling. This is just for soccer right now, but I coached uh, uh, baseball earlier in the year as well. And the hardest part was keeping parents off my back. That's probably a different podcast episode, but... 
for now with just, you know, coaching, getting involved with coaching is a, is a big deal and it can make a, it can make a huge impact on the kids. But, you know, the, the biggest reason to do it this way is because these ages, again, they're important for development. Anybody will tell you that they're important for development. Um, middle school ages, there's going to be tall kids. There's going to be short kids. There's going to be fat kids. There's going to be skinny kids and there's going to be shy kids. And there's going to be kids that are so aggressive. You got to tell them to maybe dial it back a little bit. And there's going to be all, there's going to be all kinds of kids that are, that have different, um, skills. And the neat thing about that is that the kids that are good, you can tell them, Hey, you see that kid up there, pass it to him. What did you teach him about citizenship right there? Maybe some sharing, maybe some, maybe if you, you have a lot of talent, maybe give a little of that talent. Um, there's, there's a reason that, um, again, there's a reason that a lot of kids will say that middle school and high school were probably their toughest times growing up in their adolescence. And middle school is important if you can teach a kid to maybe share his wealth, share his, share his talent a little bit. And coaching youth sports is no better way to get them to do that. And there's multiple reasons why it's important teaching it this way, but it, you know, um, it, it teaches them how to be, uh, for the kids that are shy, you teach them how to, how to confront that shyness. You teach them how to confront their embarrassment because they're out on, they're out on the field, no matter what sport it is or the court and they're embarrassed. They may not, um, they may not think that they can perform or that they think they can, they can play. Um, had another kid playing basketball for the first time and they struggled with bumping into the other person because they thought they were going to get in trouble. And it wasn't about bumping them on purpose or trying to, um, hurt them or, 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 um, interact with them, um, in an aggressive way. They just didn't know that they could run and go after the ball. And as soon as they found that out, they started playing a lot better. And sometimes that was the difference between a kid that wanted to come back the next year and that didn't. I coached high school sports as a teacher before. And I remember a time on the track where a kid said he was going to go try the pole vault. So I sent him to the pole vault pits. Go ahead and go talk to the coach, the pole vault coach. Came back a few minutes later and he said, Coach said I wasn't strong enough to do pole vault. This kid's in seventh grade. There isn't, there's barely any high school kids that are, there's barely any college kids that are strong enough to do pole vault. So I thought that the reason that that coach sent him back was one of the most discouraging things that you can do for a middle schooler, for a seventh grader that wants to try something new, that put himself out there, confronted the coach, confronted something that he'd never done before, and he was discouraged from doing it. And if you're a coach like that out there, um, you need to reevaluate why you're coaching and that every single one of these kids are growing up to be citizens of this country. And if you are doing that, you are part of the problem. And this is something that you can change today. You can start encouraging them a lot more. And if your parents, if you are a parent of a kid playing, the best thing that you can say to these kids is that you love watching them play. Nothing about how bad they did, at least at the young ages. You can, as kids get older, they're going to want to talk about their performance and they're going to want to talk about 
what they did good. They're not going to want to talk about what they did bad. And there's ways that you can approach that even, but especially the younger ages. I get today. I'm specifically talking about the really younger ages because you can really discourage them. I had mothers and fathers coming down so hard on their kids at a, at a six year old T-ball game. These kids just love running around the bases, which is what consists of practice most of the time. Just getting them to run around was was an, an enjoyment for them. It was awesome for them. It teaches them to try things that they're uncomfortable. They're interacting with other kids, and they're encouraged to keep playing. And you want them to try again next year. You want them to try things that are little uncomfortable for them in a healthy way. They may not know that they like it. If you get them in healthy competition pretty soon, they're going to be in high school. They're going to grow out of, they're going to grow into their shoes or they're going to grow, they're going to grow out of their shyness and they're going to want to come back again the next year and the year after that to play. The short kids, the taller kids, um, anybody who's anybody who's a teacher, anybody who's a coach will know that the kids in sixth grade changed dramatically when they got into high school. And if they're discouraged at a young age to not play anymore, even if you're a coach, you should probably want this. You should probably want your youth sports program to be more encouraging, no matter the talent level. How many kids' health, mentally and physically, would change or would be better right now if you got involved with some youth sports and you all you did was encourage them to play, just play, especially at young ages. Again, I'm talking about younger ages right now. Challenging themselves to do something that they've never done before or even stuff they never thought they could do. And any youth sports coach out there, if you've, you've coached a kid, you have had a kid in some way who's never scored a basket, and you coach youth basketball and they make their first point. Sometimes that's the difference between coming out again the next year and not. So doing this is important. It's important for it's important for citizenship and for growing citizens, for upcoming citizens. And when with your type of encouragement, how many would show up over and over again? How many would tell their friends, "Hey, this sport is awesome. You should do it." They're not going to talk about the coach. They're not going to talk about what you're trying to do to encourage them. It's, it's going to be a, a very, um, if you're also coaching to try to get some recognition, you're probably not going to get it because most of them, um, most youth sports are begging for volunteers. And a lot of you need to have some thick skin out there because the parents are going to want to win and the other team's parents are going to want to win. And the best thing that you can do, stay out of that and just coach the kids. You know, if you're the type of coach or the type of person that says you have too many kids, you're an idiot. Um, because the, the biggest, the, the complaint there is that you can't get all of them equal playing time. Um, and I would argue that you can absolutely find ways to get them equal playing time, whether or not it's a scrimmage. See what most people concentrate on is the game. They want to concentrate on the game and on game day. I would argue you can talk to coaches and just talk about scrimmaging the kids that don't get to play a lot. And at the very least you can do that. You can set up scrimmages. You can set up time for the kids to play. It takes five minutes. It takes a few minutes. And in most of the time, if you can keep the kids at that younger age engaged for five minutes, you have a good day. 
No, again, this isn't a trophy for everybody kind of fix. So this isn't a don't teach them to everybody wins and don't teach them to be competitive. It has to be age appropriate. So again, we're talking about the, the younger kids here. Get involved. Um, and talk in relating to their to their citizenship with this type of encouragement for just just youth sports with this type of encouragement how many of these kids um, with that little bit of encouragement would um, maybe be the difference between being productive and wasting their time playing video games or on their cell phones um, we can argue things about video games or being on their cell phones about what good things are on there but but that that's another that's another podcast right but in terms of not wasting their summers not wasting their time in school um, how many of these kids would be encouraged to challenge themselves in something completely unrelated to sports if they were encouraged at a young age to try something different encouraged at a young age to try something new they were shy just about bumping into people on the court well now they find out it's okay and they keep playing and they come back the next year and they think back, you know what? That was a hard time for me, but all I needed, they don't say this to themselves in these exact words, but they, all they needed was a little encouragement. So they try for college. They might be the first one in their family to try for college. I've been in that experience where because of just playing high school football and being encouraged from his coaches, he decided to be the first one to go to college, to try college. Um, public speaking, I think that's still a high thing on the list right now of one of the most feared things to do is to speak in public. Um, and what about coaching? They decide to go coach later on. They decide to teach other kids the same way that their awesome youth coach coached them and encouraged more kids to play. And then even encouraging, you know what, I could, I could run for city council. I could, I could run for the school board. I could run for Congress. I could run. These aren't, these aren't unrealistic effects of getting involved in youth sports. These aren't unrealistic effects. And it could all be because of coaching youth sports. There's multiple benefits to parents for the kids if you tell them that you love watching them play. You need to stop saying, a lot of parents will say, what are you doing? They'll stop the kid from playing and they'll say, what are you doing? Can you imagine that being reversed? But again, maybe a different podcast, right? If you're not working, if you're not taking care of your family and the kids are saying, what are you doing? Or let's go. How would you react to that? Maybe those are the things you should stop saying to your kids and start saying, I love watching you play. Get involved with you sports. Get involved with coaching some kids. Get involved in this way in your community. It's going to be, it is a very healthy thing to be involved and to encourage these kids to do stuff that they're uncomfortable doing. And in turn, and in a very, um, very healthy rippling effect of getting these kids to be better citizens. For the Vile Expedition, I'm Nathan Lewis, Studio Veritatis.